is Market Open Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations and insights from leading ASX-listed companies. We welcome our host, Stuart Walters, for another episode, where he'll talk to the individuals behind Australia's top companies of tomorrow. Joining me again today is Luke Cox, CEO of Green Technology Metals, ASX code GT1. 2023 has been a busy year for GT1, who had a number of successes along the way. 2024 shapes to be no different, and Luke joins me today to discuss in more detail. Luke, thanks for joining me today on Market Open Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. You opened 2023 with some high-grade assays. What have you seen since from Root and Seymour? Yeah, so essentially what we did, we we hit Seymour first. Uh, we've obviously hit a, a decent-sized pegmatite there. There's one massive unit. Uh, and what we found was at Seymour a very coarse-grained uh, spodumene crystals uh, hosted in the pegmatite. So having uh, mined uh, spodumene-bearing pegmatites before, this is almost exactly what you need. You need one large pegmatite. So you get uh, minimal dilution, so you're not entraining any of the waste or anything like that into the, into the processing plant. So happy days, Seymour. Uh, uh, and then we moved the rigs on to Root. Uh, what we found at Root, Root was... Um, uh, multiple pegmatites of decent thickness as well, uh, slightly finer grained. But when I say finer grained, I'm comparing that uh, to Seymour. But on when you compare it to other mines around the world, it's still classified as coarse. So once again, you know we're getting good results, um, not only on the assays, but we're also getting good results on the processing of these materials. So obviously we put in these materials through uh, test work. Um, so. First test work is you you extract the the, the spodumene minerals from the from the waste, uh, and we do that through dense media separation. Uh, and then what you do, you actually convert that material. So you put it for a, a I guess a chemistry plant, and you're converting that into a lithium chemical. So that's what we're doing right now is doing the conversion part uh, of the business, and that that really leads into the full integration. So going from exploration to a mine to a concentrate to a lithium chemical. So because we got the grade there, we got the coarse spodumene, uh, yeah, uh, we're heading in the right direction. We've been very happy with the results. And how have you seen the lithium sector change with time over the last 12 months? Everyone knows the uh, lithium sector goes in cycles. You know, uh, I've spent a, a very long time sitting down with John Young. He's been in the lithium game for many years. You know, He co-founded Pilbara Minerals, one of the biggest lithium players globally now. And I, and I said, John, you know, like, uh, how did you see the market? He goes, yeah, this is just another cycle. Don't, he said, don't worry, Luke. Like, you you won't be producing uh, until, you know, 2025. So don't worry about what the price is doing today. Get your head down. Start getting the mines up and running. So when the cycle comes back, you'll be ready to go. You know, you want to hit the market when you get the highest prices. So we're obviously in a bit of a downturn at the moment. You know, there's a lot of... Uh, ambiguity out there about what the lithium price is going to do but uh, i guess all the people that we speak to uh, uh i mean more on the downside of the business oh sorry on the downstream part of the businesses they're saying we're really at cost of production right now so they don't believe the prices will go any lower so we're right at the bottom of the cycle come into the new year you'll see everyone you know reinvigorated you'll see not only the commodity prices that will go up for lithium concentrates and chemicals but also, you know, it will float all boats. So obviously you see the share prices start to go up as commodity prices go up. So, yep, we're on a, a bit of a, a trough at the moment. But yeah, we believe in the new year. It's, it's looking good. 
You made an off-take deal with LG Energy Solutions. What did that mean for the project and how soon could you get production if everything plays out? Yeah, absolutely. So LG Energy Solutions, and that's now a binding off-take. So that's uh, not one of these written on the back of a cigarette packet. This is a proper binding agreement of LG Energy Solutions, which is one of the biggest battery manufacturers in the world. You know, they're looking uh, to be one of the suppliers in North America. So they're, they're now looking to the mines and, and we were their first investment. Uh, so we, we actually said to LG, why, why choose green technology metals? And they're going, well, look at your team, look at your board, look at everyone you've got there. You've all done this before. So this, this isn't, you know, your first rodeo. Uh, you've got a team there that can deliver proven track record. Uh, and really having a very strong board as well, you know, guiding, uh, you know, what we do as a business is is second to none. Uh, and and as you see, I mean, like everyone in the team and the board, they're invested in the business, like physically invested. So we're we're all in this uh, together to make this happen. And um, as I say, just going back to when we talk about grade, we talk about the mines and the concentrates. Like we 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 know we can do this. So it's just as I say, heads down. You know, next year we're going to go into this the, the feasibility study uh, and we'll be uh, clearing trees next year as well, starting to go down for early works. Uh, and also part of that is, you know, really engaging with the community where we work. So I guess there's there's the First Nation groups uh, and, and around the First Nation groups you have uh, communities as well. So really engaging with them and just showing what's on offer uh, when the mine gets up and running in terms of jobs, long-term futures, infrastructure. There's a whole host of things that come with a mine. Uh, and I've worked on uh, multiple regional projects and there real, really is uh, a knock-on effect, you know, just for, for people getting trained up in, in certain uh, skill sets that they can use, even when the mine's gone, they're skill sets that they can use uh, way into the future. And you've just released your preliminary economic assessment. What was that process like and how significant could that be for the company? What is the value of GT1? What have you got to offer as a business? So we said we're going to go for a vertical integration and that's exactly what we've done. So that's a, a mine, a concentrate and convert into a chemical. Now, one thing we did do, we, we only released part of the project. Now there's certain requirements by the ASX that, that that say you know you can only um, you can only deliver a project where you have the resources in your hand. So at the moment, you know we over two years we proved up 15 years of mine life. So if you can imagine, we've only delivered in the PEA a 15 year mine life, but we know we're going to be proving up additional tons. Like we just raised 15 million dollars. All of that's going to flow into the exploration side of the business not only proving up root like so we actually just hit, hit another stacked set of pegmatites at root so obviously when we go back in with the rigs we'll start to prove that up but also we're sending the rigs over at seymour just over to the east there 20k's to the east it's called the junior project and what we're going to do there is start drilling out known lct pegmatites as well so so i guess look at the pea it's only a 15 year we'll quite easily add another 10 years onto that and that has a significant effect to the MPV of not only GT1, but all of the, the integrated projects. Um, so I guess this is just the PEA, that's the preliminary, this is just the start. Uh, but we will start to hit the road very hard in the new year, because we want to get the feasibility study out for Seymour standalone. So that's a mining concentrator. 
So we're beavering away right now in the office, uh, you know, forging ahead with that study. If you look back at 2023 as a whole, do you see it as being a successful year for GT1? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt the share price has taken a hit. Uh, that's that's uh, something that we, we need to work on. There's certain controls uh, that we can't control, which is obviously commodity prices on the lithium side of the business. But we, you know, everything that we've done, you know, we've delivered the primary economic assessment like we said we would. It's got a good MPV, good internal rate returns, low capex. Uh, and, and there's so much more work we can do on that PEA study in terms of steepening the wall angles, lowering, lowering the strip ratios, lowering the capex, you know, opex costs. You know, because it's just preliminary, as you go into feasibility study, we'll drive those costs down. Uh, and will become a, a very profitable business in Ontario. You're right. You can't control how the market will respond to announcements, but you have to keep moving forward. And support from the board and GT1 team mean a lot when trying to achieve greatness. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I can't name names, but we you know we're in uh, multiple negotiations with downstream players because this this isn't like a, a six month or three month business. Like we're, we're talking about 25 to 50 years. So whatever happens, what's ever happened in the last six months, that's that's just a blip on the radar. You know, uh, everyone believes, you know, there's going to be a massive market building in North America and someone has to supply the raw ingredients and that's uh, spodumene concentrates and chemicals because there's just, there's there's none at the moment. So uh, not only are the Ontario and Canadian governments really, you know, driving uh, the explorers to start proving up these deposits, the downstream players the ones that, that create the, the, the chemicals and the batteries that go into the cars, they're pushing hard as well. They're realizing that, you know, you know things are really going to kick off in a new year and over the next 10 years. So, you know, they need the supply of raw materials. Uh, and that also has an effect on, you know, there's the Inflation Reduction Act. There's all these government benefits, not only in America, the Canadians are doing it as well. Uh, there's, there's, there's so much to be gained here. But we need early movers, and that's why GT1 are driving so hard right now, especially for the feasibility for for Seymour. Now we've got past the PEA. I think GT1 has a fantastic story, and every conference you've presented at seems to have more in the room when you present. Talk to me about 2024. It's an important year for everyone, but it's going to be an important year for yourself. What's in store for us? Yeah, I mean... uh, If I give an indication of how hard we're driving right now, I woke up at 6am, we had calls with uh, the Canadian teams. Uh, Then I got on the call with Entech, so Entech are our mining engineers. And so what we're talking about now is like, okay, we delivered the preliminary economic assessment, let's put that aside. Now we're driving ahead for feasibility. So the stage one feasibilities for Seymour, and what we're talking about there is like, really looking hard at the geotechnical parameters. So when you, when you, I guess any mining engineer or any geologist will know this, that uh, you have to do the geotechnical work to determine the type of pit, the, 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 the overall slope angle of the pits. So we put a very conservative pit together because we just, uh, we haven't done the work because it's only preliminary. So we've got geotechnical engineers rocking up, uh, having a look at our core and initial indications are that we can steepen these wall, ga- wall angles up considerably, which will considerably drop our uh, strip ratios if we drop our strip ratios, we drop our OPEX and CAPEX. Uh, and it means also we have less equipment on site. So there's all these little things we're going to work on through the feasibility stage of this project to really drive down the costs uh, and increase the MPV of the project. 
but also you know you know we're talking about knocking down trees next early next year uh, to start clearing for the roads in infrastructure all of the pads being built for uh, the processing plants uh, and lay down areas and and MPI so you know things are really moving fast for Seymour uh, and but we have to do that because we want to be the first concentrate producer in Ontario uh, and you know and and one thing just with that you know we we got our mining lease so that, that's a huge ticket you know that that can take up to a couple of years we got that in six months so you can just see that there's not only the driving force from GT1, but out, there's outside factors as well that are also driving us to make sure we get into production. And that is the driving factor for you to be that first company? Uh, absolutely. So once you get first mover advantage, it's like anything in a, in a rowing race or a running race, you need to get in front first up and then, and then maintain that pace. Uh, so that's exactly what we've done in Ontario. So we've we've really come into Ontario hard. We've... We, we've taken, a, a, I guess, a, a leading advantage, but also that's down, down to, the, the, I guess, the geography uh, and, and the, the geology that we're working in, that we made sure that all of the mines that we're going to develop are already got infrastructure. So we're, we're not building roads or bridges or, or power or anything like that. It's all there. Like we're, 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 you know, we're a stone's throw from Thunder Base. We're not shipping materials uh, around the world or anything like that. It's all going to be produced in Ontario and, and the infrastructure's there. So really it's just us uh, getting in there and starting these mines as soon as possible. Fast forward 12 months from now, what does a successful year look like in 2024 if you get everything right? Yep, so you'll start to see uh, all the clearings done. You'll see there will be a feasibility report out for Seymour only as a mine and concentrator you'll see uh, getting close to a financial investment decision. Uh, and then we'll go, I mean, literally, because the, the, the capex is relatively low, you know, we're not having to go out to the banks uh, uh, rattling a tin or anything like that. We, a majority of this can be done in-house. We're getting strategic partners coming in as well. So these, the strategic partners can move relatively quickly. Uh, and the, the, I guess the capital costs to this are relatively low. So, we, you know, we, we're not going to get stuck on capital. Uh, and it does mean we can move quite quickly and get Seymour up and running. Um, so, yeah, 2024, yeah, it's uh, going to be busy. <laughs> I'll tell you that now. But, um, you know, we've got the right team there uh, and we're on the right trajectory to get all this done in time. You've clearly had a massive year. 2024 promises to be no different. I look forward to seeing how the GT1 story evolves again over the next 12 months and look forward to having you on again soon. Have a great Christmas and a safe New Year's. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'd just like to also thank all of our investors and everyone that's backed us, even down to, you know, uh, people backing us on social media and stuff like that. They can see, you know, uh, what GT1's got to, to offer. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a really good ride. You know, we just got to weather the storm on the commodity price, but... As I say, we're not selling concentrates until 2025, so let's not worry about what the market's doing right now. Uh, obviously, it's in the down cycle, but that's, yeah, 2025, you know, if you look to a, a lot of what uh, you see in the marketplace in terms of uh, pricing, you know, things are going to return pretty rapidly because there'll be a realisation again that there's just not enough uh, raw materials to supply all of these battery manufacturing plants that are being built right now. They're, they're just... It's, it's crazy. I get the feeling it might be a great time to invest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, uh, this this is cheapest chips. Like, uh, yeah, jump in now. <laughs>
Luke, thanks for joining me today on Market Open Podcast. All right, thank you. That concludes another episode of Market Open Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, LinkedIn, Twitter, rss.com and marketopen.com.au. Until next time, happy investing. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of this material as legal tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. Market Open and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent, legal, financial taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Market Open or any third party to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments in this or any jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the security laws of such jurisdiction.